what's inside. Discovering what you're made of and making the most of it with professional coach Ken Edwards. Helping you understand your gifts, honing your leadership skills, sharpening your natural instinct so you can enjoy a more fulfilling life. Ken Edwards and Eric Nordoff. Good to see you, Ken. Good to see you too. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since we got together. It has been, yeah. And we are, I can't believe we're in season four of this. Uh, if people, uh, if you are somebody who even just resonates with this, uh, I, I encourage you to go back to the foundational season, which was season one of, of just kind of laying the foundation for us in this path that we've taken. Season two, we, we talked a lot with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we brought some of your coaching clients in. We talked yeah. about how they lead themselves and then how they lead others. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun season. And then season three, I am your coaching client mm-hmm. and you coached me. Yeah. To kind of give me some foundations for season three, and then we're continuing the journey. In season four, and we just uh, found out we've been signed on for season five. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, we just, uh, yeah, Apple TV just uh, announced that we are good to go for another season. No, just kidding. We're not, we, we have no affiliation with, with anyone. It would be nice, though. We were just talking about continuing the journey, and we both agreed we want to, so. Yeah. Yeah, so we're good. We'll yeah. be here for a while. So both of you will have something to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our audience is growing. Let's not minimize that. We're we're doing great. No, we're grateful for the people who have uh, downloaded mm-hmm. and continue to listen. We yeah. have a faithful group of folks. Yeah, yeah, and it's been fun to for your coaching clients. I think to listen and just kind of like a companion to their journey with you, your their coaching journey with you. Yeah, but you know, I've looked at some of the the. Uh, information and you were pretty big in Germany. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think it uh, probably has something to do with your my heritage. Nord, my yeah. Nordhoff name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> the, the Nordhoffs in Germany are, are definitely listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should do an episode in German. Let's see what so happens. is it Nordhoff? Nordhoff is how you would pronounce it in German. Instead of Nordhoff? Instead of Nordhoff. We just totally... Yeah, we butcher it here. Crush it, don't mm-hmm. we? Well, my 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 original maiden, not maiden, <laughs> that's that would be my <laughs> wife, but uh, my my original name, my grandfather changed it. Oh, uh, it because he was tired of being made fun of because it it was actually um, in German it would be Nord uh, Nord Duft. Oh, uh, was the German, and it was it would be pronounced like Nord Duft. Mm-hmm. Which still doesn't sound good in English, right? But uh, but Notdurft meant as a slang term for an emergency bathroom. I got to get a diarrhea, basically, <laughs> and, and and so he was tired of being called diarrhea, <laughs> and so he changed it, uh-huh. changed the name to Nordhoff, which isn't that much better, but it sounds better in German. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not that we needed to dive into that. Wow. I might edit that totally out of this podcast, but uh, I think it's a funny little story. Yeah, because I was going to say, you're shitting me. <laughs> that was just a little too easy. Yeah, so I know. I left we'll, it we'll make an edit here. <laughs> uh, we'll let you bat, bat, you know, bat, take that and just hit it, swing at it. There you go. Um, all right. So today we're talking about progress, not perfection. That's right. And there's some main areas of this. We all struggle with a certain bout of perfection. 
And to me, just initially, when I am perfectionistic, it's, it's really all about self. It's all about me. Yeah. And how I'm being perceived, or it's it could be fear of what other people will think of me, and that's why I'm I'm really addicted to that perfectionistic or doing something perfect right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my initial thought is that's that's what happens inside of me. Yeah. Since we're talking about what's inside on this podcast, what what are your thoughts about per- progress, not perfection? Well, it um, is something I've also struggled with um, in my life and have seen a lot of clients that have wrestled with the same thing. And, um, and obviously, it's a control issue because if I can figure out what's perfect, then I can avoid pain or increase my success and um or approval yeah gain approval it's like all these wonderful things happen if i'm perfect Mm -hmm. and um of course perfection is not going to be achieved in this lifetime Mm. um and uh we really need to challenge that line of thought because it's deeply embedded in our american culture and i think even more embedded in the kind of christian culture that uh we have Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a good topic for the day. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling Eric before we got on air that um, I once spent an hour and a half writing a three-sentence email because I was just paralyzed by anxiety and kind of perfection. Because I'm like, I, I've got to say this just right to gain the client. Mm. And I thought, there's just got to be the right words. It's almost magical thinking that yeah. if I say it just right... <clears throat> Um, then all the stars will align mm-hmm. and they'll hire me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was actually a real pivotal moment for me because I'm like, I have totally wasted time and I made a commitment to myself that I will never do this again. And I haven't. Mm-hmm. I just bang out an email and send it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. execution is more important than perfection because perfection can't be achieved. Execution can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a lie that you are in more control when you are perfect. Um, it is a lie. Right. It really is a lie because it just yeah. it's actually keeping you from moving forward. And, and in a sales profession, which is what I am largely in, mm-hmm. it is always about volume and making the calls. So mm-hmm. for me, if I send twenty emails for the day, or if I make twenty calls, if I kind of hit my target. Mm-hmm. of hitting the call. It doesn't matter how the calls go. In the beginning, they're going to be terrible when I'm just getting started and I'm learning a, a, a script, so to speak, or learning how to communicate properly. Right. But then it gets better with time. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is it gets better. It's not about, it's about progress. I'm only going to make progress if I take, if, if I take the action or do the execution mm-hmm. and I focus on executing rather than uh, the quality of that execution. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. So it's one of the things that I encourage you as you listen today, just to let yourself start to think about where do I have this in my life? And, and maybe you're among the fortunate few that don't, mm-hmm. but most people have a, some version of this that creeps in um, to their thinking and stops forward momentum, stops the progress. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so we want to take a look. For, for me, if, you, if you're asking me that question, where do I mm-hmm. see it? It usually pops up where I'm most insecure 
or mm-hmm. where I'm least confident yeah. in my own ability to do something. Mm-hmm. So give you an example, uh, creatively, when I started podcasting in 2012, I finally had the guts to start my own podcast. Um, I was re- those episodes were terrible. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. But if I didn't do those episodes, I wouldn't have learned how to podcast better. Right. So and it's the same thing with songwriting. When mm-hmm. I talk to songwriters in our writing worship community, I they get caught up in in perfection and they they end up editing themselves during the writing process where mm-hmm. they shouldn't be doing that. They just need to have the freedom to create. They need to let go of the perfection. There's a time for editing. There's a time for 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 looking and analyzing and critiquing yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's not in that free right. It, it's supposed to be fun and play and mm-hmm. kids are not perfect in when they yeah. play but they have to play in order to learn we yes we get it screwed up when we're when we're adults um that's a really great example i hadn't even thought about that in light of our talk topic today mm-hmm. um but that's really true because i'm so guilty of trying to edit and write at the same time and mm-hmm. which is impossible to do and it just actually balls you up mm-hmm. and it makes whatever writing effort you have more difficult because you're critiquing it, mm-hmm. afraid you're getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle of kind of a larger writing project right now with my um, oldest son. And um, and I've, I'm really practicing just puke it out. Mm-hmm. Just puke it out. Yeah. Get it out. And then yeah. you can clean it up. Yeah. Somewhere in that mess is something good. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good. I hope I hope the listener resonates with that. Um, so for me, creatively is where I kind of get stuck in that creative moment, or where I'm again, like I said, where where I feel less confident. That's where I will uh, be way too critical of myself and and um, not enjoy the process. But um, so I just have to. Um, say this is good enough. Just get it to the point where it's good enough for today, mm-hmm. and um, you know I reserve the right to, to to take it down as a pot. You know, a lot of those early podcasts you can't find them anymore anyway. Right. So um, I'm grateful they're down, but I'm, mm-hmm. I I kind of do miss listening in and seeing that those early days, cause it was exciting. It was, it was fun and, and it was a, a great outlet for me. And I'm, I'm glad that I took the steps just to make progress. And so it's really a focus thing for me um, of just keeping my focus on play, mm-hmm. um, having fun um, and much, much less about being self-critical yeah. which we talk about negativity on a previous episode. And right. so this progress, not perfection thing is a natural uh, discussion to have after that negative mm-hmm. self-talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, even as we're talking, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't thought about it um, in categories like this perfectionism impacting creativity. Mm-hmm. I tend to think of it in terms of uh, impacting decision-making mm-hmm. um, and how, 
uh, in our culture, there's a lot of pressure to have the right answer. Mm. And, um, and it infects kind of our, our thinking process, our brain mm-hmm. around, if I get the right answer, then all these good things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I avoid pain, I'm successful mm. and, um, people will value me more. Mm. And, um, so we can put our pressure in making the right decision about a career or some kind of movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes me wonder what other categories. So we have creativity, kind of decision making. I'm sure there are others mm-hmm. um, that um, it interferes with as well. But the- I think every every aspect. There's leadership. Uh, <laughs> leadership is is a, is one that comes to mind when you're, uh, you know, somehow. <clears throat> I, I can I remember certain times where I have had to speak in public or speak in, mm-hmm. in a situation, even a one-on-one coaching right. opportunity I had where uh, if I, I lost focus when I, when I stopped listening to the person in mm-hmm. front of me or stopped um, paying attention to serving mm-hmm. that person, how can I best serve that person? And I started thinking about what's the right answer. Mm-hmm. That I can give that person. How can I lead that person really well? Yeah, and I started to panic, almost kind of that panicky feeling that comes up in me if I focus on myself. Right. So for me, it's it's uh, taking the focus off of me and putting mm-hmm. the focus on the other person. Right. Uh, also, sometimes when I'm public speaking, I put the focus on how can I how can I honor God with what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um. And if I, if, if spiritually I, I, I'm God and I are good, you know, in the sense of like that, I know mm-hmm. he's for me, mm-hmm. uh, then it's, it's also helpful, uh, to just kind of know he, he's for me. And now I'm going, he, I know he's gifted me to give something to this audience or this crowd or this coaching client. Yeah. So I'm just, if I can focus on that mm-hmm. outside of me, um, that's where the the perfection goes away. Yeah. And ironically, most of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, my best is given and my most close to perfect mm-hmm. I can be is when I'm in the zone and I'm out and I'm not thinking and I'm just giving and I'm right. focused on serving. Yeah. And... um Continuing with that thought, um, often from a spiritual point of view, we're in a tug of war of self-sufficiency and control versus God dependency and trust. Mm -hmm. And this kind of um, seeking perfection is um, just a classic way of doing that. It's like we put the burden on ourselves. Like, I've got to figure this out. Like, what's the right answer Mm -hmm. when... A great number of things in life, it's it's more about kind of getting in a zone. Mm-hmm. There there isn't a right or wrong. It's it's really kind of getting in a uh, a zone. If you think of it like a bell shaped curve, yeah, you want to avoid those kind of extremes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, the answer probably lies somewhere in the middle most of the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I'm writing an email, I now think, okay, am I seventy eighty percent good? Yeah, and if I am, I hit send. Right, I move on. Right. To what's next? Mm-hmm. Um, because efficiency 
like that tends to win action. Yeah. Being intentional wins more than trying to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I hope that the listeners with this conversation are reminded that the battle is again inside your head mm-hmm. and it, it really, uh, there's some helpful, helpful tips there for for them and maybe i don't know if you want to summarize those top you know thought patterns or things that you can remind yourself uh to to help kind of break out of the the pattern of perfection yeah the first thing i would encourage you to do is just straight up try to be aware of am i caught in this perfectionistic loop am i doing it to myself mm. and um no matter what venue you're thinking in or moving in the other part of it is kind of the flip side of the coin is thinking about your progress like how am i what kind of progress am i making in my business or on my work or in my home and asking yourself what's blocking the progress mm-hmm. now there could be a lot of answers that may be relevant for you but one of them may be just this perfection thing mm-hmm. of um not um like I've had, I've had clients before um, talk about not they want to entertain people, have them over to their house, but their house isn't perfect yet, mm-hmm. and they'll literally say that. I'm like, when will it be perfect? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that I'm right won't... there. I'm raising my hand. Um, yeah. Our house is 12 years old, and I'm I look at it and I think, ah, this is embarrassing. Like it used to be when we when it was new, I, we invited everybody over and whatever else. But now the cat has scratched up our sofa and um, everything looks like crap in our eyes, you know? <laughs> and I'm like kind of a little bit embarrassed about it. Yeah. Um, and it's silly because... Well, it's funny. I'm, I'm over here pretty frequently. Yeah, you are. And I'm like, I haven't noticed a thing. Yeah. Well, and we and don't I'm, let you in all, every room. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I do have a kind of a critical eye for mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm, detail. Mm-hmm. And I literally am like, your home is lovely. It's yeah. warm and inviting, and mm-hmm. um, which is what is way more important. Exactly. Because that, that's who you and Chrissy are. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what people want to experience is you guys. Yeah. Um, not the condition of your sofa. It, it, yeah, it is. It's true. It is yeah. true. We get in, We get in our own way. Yeah. When it comes to that. So back to your point on tips, I like the idea of those two contrasts. Yes. Uh, and even when my focus can be on progress and what the benefits are, mm-hmm. also you've got the blocks of what's blocking you from progress, but then also be thinking about what would, what are, what possibilities open up for you mm-hmm. when you fo- make progress, when yeah. you don't have that block. If you didn't have this block, what would your life look like? And uh, when you focus on that, it's it's actually very motivating. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. And I would also encourage you to invite other people into your story here. Mm. So uh, a spouse, a good friend, coworkers. The first time I was really confronted with this for myself was when I was in graduate school. I was doing an internship um, uh, at a hospital in Texas. And we had to do these verbatims. So we would go visit. This is a chaplaincy internship. We'd go visit with um, patients that were there. And um, during the the course of the time, we had to do uh, three verbatims where you typed up literally everything that was said in the transaction, what the patient said, what you said. Mm. And then we had to present them. Mm -hmm. Well, the first time I went through that, and 
I, for me, that is really scary because mm-hmm, <laughs> it's like if nobody's watching, I can fake it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But this is where they're drilling down. It's very accountable. It's it's about accountability. They're going to be hard on you because they want you to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I went in scared, mm-hmm. and um, and I noticed as I was getting ready to hand these verbatims out, so there were, there were three interns and two chaplains that were giving us feedback, um, I noticed I had, it was either two or three typos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was apologizing <clears throat> profusely mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. That's what they focused on. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> was not, the verbatims were fine. Yeah. But they focused on the fact that I was kind of wrapped around the axle. Yeah. That the papers weren't perfect. So they called you out on that? Oh, absolutely did. And how did that make you... Respond. It, it was the first time I realized I was a perfectionist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had never really realized that. And of course, I went home and I was telling Janet, you're not going to believe what I learned today. Mm-hmm. That, And I told her the story. I said, I'm a perfectionist. And she was, <laughs> I've been telling you that for five years, <laughs> which is pretty classic yeah. spousal. Yep. yep. Um, and, and I kind of remembered her reflecting that to me earlier, but I was, you know, just too kind of blind and probably stubborn yeah. to, to receive it. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was cornered. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got me. You got me. There's mm-hmm. no place to go. I mean, it was literally three small typos on a verbatim. That's not even a grade. Where per- progress or perfection really gets me. Like I was on a real estate uh, call today, creative financing, real estate. I'm in a mentorship. We talked about this. Um, it's one of the things I'm, I'm wanting to learn about. And it's, it's really humbling to be in there and have to, you know, today was the day we, we all had to, there's about 20 of us in there and we all had to give an accounting of what we did that week. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of apologizing from everybody, you know, but then there was some people who made like 800 calls and, you know, knocked on 25 doors and, you know, all this stuff. Talk about perfectionism. Yeah. I hope they listen to this episode. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and I'm just like sheepishly there. I was somewhere in the middle of everybody, you know, with, with my time and how much I did. Um, And, but I did find myself trying to sound better than I really was, or I was tempted to. Uh, I'm really trying to work on that. I really want to try to be honest, like fully honest, even mm-hmm. if it's embarrassing, even if it's um, it doesn't make me look good. I think that's my one of my biggest struggles is wanting to look good in front of others. Um, and uh, so you found yourself posturing, posturing, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I'm again, I'm getting better at it, but it's, I still very much want to posture. Um, because, because I actually think of myself higher than, than I really, uh, acted. Mm -hmm. In other words, I, I know I could do better, Mm -hmm. but I, um, I didn't execute like I had planned to, or as I was expected to. Mm -hmm. So that's when I'm most tempted to posture. It's like, um, like goes back to when I was a kid and my parents would ask me, uh, you know, had me cornered. And I couldn't do anything but lie, you know. Right. So I chose to lie. Um, yeah, it goes goes way back. 
And it's really hard when you're an only child. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have siblings, it's a lot easier to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's true, I guess. Yep. Yeah. I've seen that with my kids for sure. <laughs> You'd always blame somebody else. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know who did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's, it's just good awareness and that's something I, I'm working through. And, and I'm, I think if you can just be honest with yourself and, and be fully aware of who you are and what you're really doing, mm-hmm. um, and kind of not getting away with it and just looking at it, but not shame, not being ashamed. It's, you know, a lot of it is just, I don't want to look at it because I'm ashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm finding more and more that as I get older and do this more, that there's really nothing to be ashamed about, right. uh, you know, um, yeah. I, I know I'm not a perfect person, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm learning and growing and, um, I don't need to posture in order to, you know, um, to hide or make myself feel better. Um, and I find that when I don't posture and I'm just really honest, um, and truthful in my answers, uh, I, I tend to grow more. So kind of like that. Um, like you said, um, it, it's painful to get feedback that's critical, but, uh, the pain is actually what makes you grow. Absolutely. Mm. It's the best thing. Mm. And, um, even that part of the experience forced me to really embrace seeking feedback and receiving it and, um, hearing difficult things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Well, you know, I think that's a pretty good summary of this topic. Um, next week, we're going to talk about um, a, a holistic who we are as a as a, a whole person. We'll get yeah. into some holistic conversations. Yeah, that should be really interesting too. All right, well, that's it for today, and uh, we are so glad you joined us. For show notes and relevant resources mentioned in today's episode, and if you'd like to reach out to Ken to see if coaching is the right next step for you, visit ProvidentLeadership.com. That's ProvidentLeadership.com. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform.